Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainment anymore. Talk to him, kid. This is a new beginning, and it starts tonight. A new day is dawning for TX. So who you talking to? Welcome to Xbox 12360, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Xbox Waltman. What? Sitting on the couch. Obviously, we have Jimbo. Hello, What's everyone. Up, man? How you doing, man? Good I'm to doing see you. Great. You look Thanks fantastic. for coming this weekend. Oh, man, it was so much fun. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Mark Donica's not here this week. He's on his honeymoon. Enjoying that yeah. sunshine in Florida. Yeah, so we got Josh in the booth. What's up, Josh? Jay Brock. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's all good, man. <laughs> and. Sitting next to me at the table here, I want to introduce everyone to TK Trinidad. Hey guys, what's up? How you doing? I'm good, how are you doing? Awesome. You look very stylish today with your jacket. And you look absolutely beautiful yourself. Uh, Thank you. Welcome TK. Yeah. Thank you. Now I know you you work for TMZ. Yes. And uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself besides that. Job interview, here we go. Yeah. No, Uh, you're already (laughs) hired. Because you're sitting next to me. Um, gosh, um, former track, track athlete, uh, ran for the Ducks, yeah. ran pro, um, gosh, played football, lingerie football league, uh, did cross. Oh, you did lingerie football I league? I did, San Diego. Oh, nice. I remember when that very first started. I mean, very, in the infancy yeah. stages it's of that. I, I knew those right guys now. that started that. Yeah, I think, well, actually, I think the first competition is going to be in May for LA. Oh, nice. Did you play with Summer Ray? I did not. Oh, okay. I did not. I think she was before me. Oh. So I played one season with San Diego, and then I did a little bit with L.A. Oh, yeah, right on. Become an adult. And oh, now, so tell, tell us about your love of wrestling. Uh, so wrestling, it was funny. I, it was, I'm from Toronto, Canada originally, so yeah. my dad, that was like our thing. Every Sunday, we used to, he used to make prep popcorn, fresh popcorn, and we used to watch wrestling yeah. every Sunday. It was it was just a tradition. Did he ever take you to Maple Leaf Gardens? He didn't. You know, Aww. well, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. I, I I guess my I guess we weren't that rich. Now that I think about it, but it was just one of those things where we never went. But I started going um, two years ago. Yeah. And when I went for the first time, it was. It was just like, you know, almost like a, a second dimension. You're like, sure. oh, my God, this is amazing. And then I became a, like a fan, like a super fan, if that makes sense. Oh, so, okay. So you, only only two years ago you yeah, experienced your first live the wrestling. first live wrestling. And then, oh, and then wow. I go every time it's in L.A. What was uh, your first live event? It was Raw. Oh, at and, the Staples Center? Yeah, I got, hooked up, I got hooked up with tickets to, like, I was right, right. by the ring. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, like, I love athletics. I love working out, all this other stuff. And I saw it, and I'm like, this is, 
forget everybody who says all the, you know, all the other stuff, which I won't mention. But this is amazing. The fact that you can do this and flip off of the, it was just, it like had me. So I've been an avid, I like look online and make sure I don't miss any of the events yeah. that come into town. So I'm like a big fan. Nice. Yeah. That's well, awesome. Yeah. yeah I love it. So, but, um. You're going to bring us a little bit of news this week, aren't you? I am going to bring some news. We got a little, hey, we have a little cue that we, you want to do that for us, Josh? I thought we had to talk a little bit about what you did for the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Bring it back. Bring it back. (laughs) Rewind that. Unbreak it down. No, unbreak unbreak it down. down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be a great show. No, no, no. no, no, It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, this weekend, we had a sold out show. Well, you had a sold out show. Yeah. At Sin, Sin Family? Yeah, Sin, Sin Family Sin on Family. Fairfax and Melrose. Amazing. In Hollywood. So much fun. Packed yeah. house. Yeah, without any p- real promotion. I mean, we did a little promotion for Get High Watch Wrestling uh, here on, on the show, but uh, really n- not that much to speak of, and it was jam-packed in there, and uh, it was it was really cool. So Brian Posehn showed up. Brian Posehn and Doug Benson and Doug was there. Doug Benson showed up, and Doug's... A, Doug's uh, a new wrestling fan. Really? He doesn't know anything about it yet. He just saw WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, and he saw everyone having such a good time there. He's going to go next year. And he showed up to that, and he wants to do the next one with I us. I was just going to say, I saw him tweet, like, yeah. please contact me when you do another one, because he wants to be involved. Mm-hmm. So that is that is great. That's pretty much, like, one of the top guys in that get-high comedy situation. So sure. why not have him and, come hang out? And, and the thing is, is you don't need to get high. Yeah. To well, come that's what I was wondering. This. Do you get high in theater or, like, outside the theater? Or? No. Uh, it was like is a it optional? Pre- it's, that's a secret. You <laughs> <laughs> can't give away all the secrets. <laughs> you got to show up okay, to know those things. <laughs> Do you have a, a date scheduled for the next one? Or? No. No. Not okay. yet. It's just still... But obviously there's going to be another on, one somewhere. on and running because it was so successful. It was a lot yes. of fun. What was your favorite clip? that they played i don't know man you tell me i just like i first of all i want to thank matthew from uh, botchamania for making the the x botch 360 clip of me <laughs> that's great or, uh, compilation so that was funny it was very nice of him to take the time to do that i think my i have to seeing the yeti dressed as a ninja was hilarious that match oh, that was, was ridiculous <laughs> yeah. and then the giant gonzalez undertaker match just because everyone was like shouting out penis sizes of wrestlers because of it. it all started with like why doesn't he have a penis airbrushed on his tights and then it was like hey man if you saw him in the shower and it was funny you had to be there okay so come next time and enjoy the hilarity all right and getting highs optional and getting highs optional i'll find out the secret yeah. yeah then you guys have to come so you guys can find out the secret yeah, yeah. i don't i mean really I mean, unless we get a bigger venue really it's it's that capacity already, and yeah. we have word of mouth hasn't even spread yeah. yet. So. How many Seriously. people are in the? How much? How many people are in the theater? Uh, it's a, it's an intimate theater, like a couple hundred. Yeah, yeah. like two fifty or something. Like no, that, or? about two hundred ish. Yeah, it was, it's an old silent movie theater. Yeah, yeah I say it because it's off converted. of um, like is Fairfax, it Fairfax and, and by Fairfax High School. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so next time, and Ryan Satin was there from Pro Wrestling Sheet. Uh, thank him for that. And uh, in the future, we'll have some you know some other guests. Wrestling wise, yeah, it'll be so, fun. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I like it. Yeah. It's a good venture. So to thanks have. for reminding me of that, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. Now TK. we can get the news. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox, one, two, three, sixty wrestling news. All right. There we go. 
All right, so we'll start off with some sad news. Um, so former WWE superstar Matt Enewa passed away on Monday at the age of 47. So now did you get to wrestle with him or did you know him at all? Or Yeah, I knew Matt. He was formerly Rosie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rosie. Uh, I know I, I pretty much know most of most of the I know I family mm-hmm. and uh, they've all been so good to me over the years taking me into their home I, I mean I could just go on and on and so it's very sad for me every yeah. time it's sad every time we lose a, a, a colleague and then just when it's somebody from a family that's been so good to you uh, uh, it's home a little bit harder so he is the older brother of Roman Reigns, just in case you guys don't know out there. Um, WWE did issue a statement of his passing. So WWE is uh, saddened to learn that Matt, known to fans as Rosie, has passed away at 47. The son of WWE Hall of Famer Sika and older brother of WWE superstar Roman Reigns. Rosie grew up in legendary family dynasty. So, My memories of him was three-minute warning. Yeah, showing up and just wrecking the Billy and Chuck wedding and just how awesome those two guys were just out of nowhere. Just like you knew the match was only going to be three minutes and it was going to be a squash, but you knew it was going to be awesome. Yeah. I was the out of the, they got out. I was there. out of the pocket during the years that stuff happened. So I, I honestly I have no re- I have a vague recollection of even the Billy and Chucky stuff. Yeah. So. That was good stuff. Do you think I need to go back and watch it? You could, but it's something you could go like on YouTube and just click highlights or find a couple clips of them and be like, oh, man, this is really cool. But you don't have to so, search for it. I, he passed from congestive heart failure. Yeah, they didn't release, they haven't released like the official, what he officially um, passed away from, but uh, he was hospitalized, hospitalized with congestive for congestive heart, heart failure back yeah. in 2014. So that might have been... And, oh, man, that's a long fight. And when, yeah. when Yoko passed, it was from something similar. Uh so. I, I just, you know, it's hard to find yeah. words. You know, I mean, you how many times really can you say. just say my condolences to the family? It right. just yeah. gets, you know, obviously, yeah. obviously, my heart hurts for them. Um, anyways. So we'll move on. Yeah. But definitely condolences from us to the family. Um, so according to WrestleZone.com, uh, Vice President Dorian has decided or has decided to let Lucha Underground talent appear on Impact Wrestling. So it's big news. This is big news because with Lucha Underground, your contract states that you're not allowed to wrestle on any other televised shows at all. Yeah, so but so who is who's allowing this? Dorian or Lucha Underground themselves? Well, I think that Lucha is now in bigger partnership with AAA, and he has more control over it than he did before. Hmm. So I don't know. Wow. But wow, he has con- I, I think more control for Dorian. Dorian rolled on. Boy, yeah, that's a heard, scary freaking thing. I heard from someone in Lucha that they're trying to get out of their Lucha contract because of that. Sure, why not? Because they don't like the direction it's headed. But yeah, if I, I, I can imagine they want to get out of uh, whatever bed they're in with AAA. Yeah. It's it's a really messy bed to be in. So, so maybe like Jeff Jarrett working with AAA now is helping Impact work with AAA, and that was part of the deal. Like, we want Lucha Underground stars yeah. as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I and I hope that everything works out in the uh, talent exchange with uh, AAA and, and – uh, and impact because I'm a I'm a huge fan of of all the talent in both companies, yeah. so um, it's going to be good for them. Yeah, people need places to work, but that's right. It depends on who you're working for and if they're really helping or hurting you, right? 
absolutely so in a money scheme of things do you think it's gonna obviously it's, like you said it's gonna benefit the talent but do you think it's gonna benefit the companies involved uh, well I mean they're gonna get their they're gonna get their piece of the pie trust me if you if you knew what the, what the amount of money they charge for the talent and the amount of money that talent actually gets oh my god it's ridiculous anyways next next <laughs> moving on you know they're supposed to be a little Oh yeah, Josh, you got that little, a little cue? sound in between stories. Josh, come on, man. I got the cue, but she didn't like really break oh, my for bad. me. You know? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We're both learning on the job, Josh. Thank you. Um, so this it was really interesting. Did you get to see Monday Night Raw at all? No, but okay. I heard. Do you want to see? I do this thing called a Tomorrow Show on Mondays, which always means I miss Cuts Raw. Into the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to uh, play the clip? So we got a clip of this. Oh, we had the big show. Yes. The big show and Braun yeah. match. Now, I I can only imagine these guys had a hell of a match because of the match they had prior to this. Oh, yeah. It was they a really did. great match. And they were really teasing this superplex. Wow. But then look at the, the ref. ref bump. Yeah. Totally stole it, though. Yeah. Now this is the third time they've done that. Yes. Wait. They did it with Brock Lesnar and Big Show. They did it with Mark Henry and Big Show, and now they've done it with Braun and Big Show. Yeah, and guess what? It worked every time, right? Oh, yeah. It was on like all like major. Even yeah. people don't that don't really cover wrestling a lot. This was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. When I, I okay, so one of my friends that's humongous, humongous you know, Big, Big Dave. Dave. Yeah. You know, when I see him on Monday after after the Tomorrow Show, I met up with him at the Rainbow. He's going, did you watch Raw? (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to watch it yourself. (laughs) And then finally he goes, okay, the ring. I'm like, oh, they did that again? (laughs) Next. Apparently he didn't know they had done that before. (laughs) But it looks so amazing. The match in itself looked so amazing because you're seeing, because normally for me when I watch it, you see the big guys, they kind of stay in the ring and they don't kind of do the flips or all this stuff. So to see them do that, yeah. and it was scary for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is The thing is, dangerous. generally speaking, the big guys like that shouldn't be doing stuff like that. <laughs> Stay okay. your lane, right? Stay in your lane. Except for when you have two guys that size in there with each yeah. other, it kind of throws that rule out the window. I, okay, you can... Because, I mean, I've been in matches when my tag team partner was Kane, and he dove off the top rope to the floor on the guys. Oh my gosh. You know, he got more air than I did in our matches so I mean so it's the rules are made to be broken but really like you don't generally speaking a 400 pound 7 foot tall guy shouldn't be flying around so here's my question to you Um, when you're wrestling somebody that big and you know they're doing stuff like that do you uh, adapt to like how do you adapt to that situation because you see that well that they're in there with me yeah no they adapt to me i don't adapt (laughs) (laughs) because i I see for instance like a a sasha banks or ship when i'm in the boat (laughs) it just seems like you know that there's such a, a great difference sometimes when i see some of these matches and like how are they able to adapt to that and not you know crush somebody who's 100 pounds or 50 pounds. Uh, you just pounds. don't do that to smaller guys. That's why those guys doing that stuff to each other. Okay. They're both of similar size. So, I mean, if, if Braun Strowman dove out of the ring onto the floor onto freaking somebody my size, that would be just ridiculous. And the but. funny thing about when two big guys like this wrestle is when you see them do normal stuff like chain wrestling, 
it gets over huge with the crowd because they're yeah. not used to seeing big guys wrestle chain and do the wrist lock takeover, kip up, hip toss situation. So it's like that much cooler. Like, oh yeah, man, no, I like these that. guys it's can okay. do that. So that's a different, like, staying in your lane, but it's like on the border of, well, that's at right. least you're not trying to do 450s or shooting star presses. I'm still amazed on how no one gets hurt and what did they just like. Someone slides under the ring, pulls the pin out, and slides back before it all com- yeah. comes, how does, comes how does falling that down. I, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Can you Magic. tell us off air? Yeah, but, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But, I mean, do you, it's just like the whole David Copperfield, how he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Yeah. Like, do you really want to know? I figured it out on my own eventually. But, like, oh. I was... Anyways, sorry, I, I, I still want to know. But those people, it, so it took place in Ohio, and I guarantee that the people that were there will never forget that moment. Sure, no. Just like in person, just absolutely amazing. And their match was, and and Good so match. they didn't really need that for the match to be excellent, right? And then when you throw that on top of it, it's just like pew, out of the park, right? Yeah. Well, now Braun just has to be like, if they don't keep pushing him forward, what was the point of it? Oh, they will. Okay. I, I, I mean, okay. It's not like. Uh, all right, let me just say. It. Let me just say it this way. Sometimes uh, we do the wrong thing with somebody when we're trying to push him. Uh, you know, you make mistakes. You make a wrong move, and you got to get back on course. So hopefully, uh, with Strowman, like we can keep him on course the whole time and make as few wrong turns as possible. Because nice. he's huge money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lifting up that truck the week before. Well, even in the Click uh, Q&A at the Click reunion, you said you would love to work with him, that it would have been a huge, huge Oh, thing. come on. Yeah, that that's that was my specialty, working with guys like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, plus I, 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 I would fly around the ring for guys like that when I was, you yeah, know, You would make him days. look like a huge monster. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> They're both oh, big guys. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Moving on, Josh. There we go. It took a few times. So I have a question for you. So we've seen Shane McMahon do a whole bunch of crazy stuff, jump off of rings, onto yeah. announcer booths, all this other stuff. Do you think he can uh, transition into UFC or a mixed martial arts? Uh, well, I mean, besides the fact that he's uh, about situation. a year, he's a couple years older than me. 47. Yeah. Uh Besides that, I think he could do whatever he wanted to. I mean, the guy, like I've been in there with him, and I've kicked him in the face as hard as I've ever hit anybody in my life, and, and he was okay with it. So, I mean, you know, you're not happy somebody right. tags you like that, but I never heard one complaint from him, and I beat the tar out of that guy. Um, and and he's just he's really intense. He, I think he could do it. Yeah. Yes. In the alternate world, I think he, he yeah, definitely Yeah, absolutely. Could do it. And definitely if he would have gotten a, a start at it at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the reason I ask is according to TMZ.com, we caught up with um, Bully Ray Dugley and Tommy Dreamer, and they asked them, uh, they asked them if Shane could um, do well at UFC. And they both said he trains like crazy, he's yeah. an amazing talent, and it's definitely a possible thing. So I think that might be, you know, once we're going to get into some social media, that might be a question we can ask. All your fans. And there's no reason why, like, okay, if it's something that he really wants to do, right. as long as he's matched up with the, with the you know. And he, someone even. Yeah, yeah, someone even, you know, age, you know, all that experience. Yeah. Hey, if that's what he wants to do, go out there and do it. I kind of, that would be a really great, because I sense that there's, 
as as time goes by, there might be a good crossover because um, they've been saying Ronda Rousey's there. People have been hinting at it. I don't know. She she hasn't said anything about it since she's retired from UFC. But they've been hinting at Ronda Rousey going to WWE. So it'll still be a it'll still be a big deal if if Ronda Rousey shows up in WWE. It's just I, it's the stock has just plummeted though. Yeah, you I, just give it being time. honest. Oh, yeah. Just being honest, that that stock has to come back up a little bit. How do you? So, what would be your suggestion? Actually, there? her stock, what might bring her stock back up is a run in WWE. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You never know. I think I, I would love to see it, but you know, it is. Oh, it I would is love to see is. it too. I think she would be very good. Like, imagine if Nia Jax just wrecks shop on everyone and she's like undefeated champ for a while and like no one has beaten her and then Ronda Rousey just shows up on Raw. Like, how crazy people Oh, would Nia go. Jax would kill her. Or like Asuka. Like Oscar oh, versus yeah. Ronda Rousey. Just oh, what's gonna happen here? I think she'd be cool. I was yeah. just kidding about WWE. Nia Jackson. Even she might. But yeah, that if it would have happened right after thirty one. Excited by saying that. Right after <laughs> WrestleMania thirty one, when she hopped the rail and yeah. like yeah. punked Stephanie McMahon, it would have been tons of money. But after losing twice in UFC, yeah, yeah your stock definitely. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. happens. Say lovey. All right, moving on. <laughs> A little bit of sad news. According to ProWrestlingSheet.com, Dash Wilder has suffered an injury this weekend and is expected to be out for about eight weeks. So um, the whole situation was he was in a he was in a match on Friday and um, his he broke his jaw. Yeah, how did he break his jaw? Oh, I don't know, but that sucks. Yeah. That is a terrible he had to get it injury. Wired shut. Yeah. Oh. You know, I mean, because here's what happens. You lose a ton of weight Mm because you can't eat properly. I mean, it's just... Sipping through a straw. Yeah. That's a terrible... Have you broken your jaw before? I don't think I actually broke it because I never went to the (laughs) hospital. But it sure felt like it for a while. Why didn't you go to the hospital? He's He's a man. No, uh, what? <laughs> Men don't go no I'm just saying this guy, this guy broke his foot wore his boot for like three days and was like yeah, I'm over this thing when are you gonna go to work <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the, it's, there's no badge of valor for being like that like it's silly it's, it's crazy but what was I saying you're saying that it, you lose a bunch of weight cause you can't yeah, eat yeah, the straw, the yeah, straw. yeah I gotta eat through the straw oh no so, man I wonder how cause they didn't say how long his, he's gonna his mouth is gonna be wired shut but it's for the eight weeks then he's lost the weight. Then he's going to still need time to get back up to, like, wrestling, wrestling weight. weight. They should have him cutting promos. Like, you know, I was just thinking that. Because they just debuted on Raw not too long ago, and they had so much hype into their debut. It was their last match on NXT. That's when it happened. And, yeah, so why? Who did it? I want to know who's the culprit. Oh, got to find that Come on. Let me know. Find out. Because it, it happened at an NXT show? Yes. Was it a house show? Like, or was it something for the table? It was their last match before they went on to, to, the, main roster. to the main roster. Do you know Ugh. how hard you have to get hit in the jaw to break that thing? It's, yeah. I mean, it's you, unless you just It's not just a it right button. Right like, it's just like the certain. I mean, you can, but usually somebody cra- somebody breaks your jaw, they, they hit you they one hit you hard. hell of a shot. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. if you think about when Jinder just knocked out Finn. Like, that looked like a bad yeah. shot, and yeah. that didn't break his jaw. So, no. makes didn't. you wonder. And, it, you know, when when also, when you get hit and you don't have your mouth shut, what, see, because we don't oh. wear, most of us don't wear mouth guards in there. Now, mm-hmm. you'll see certain guys, like Kurt Angle is in the past. Tozawa, Willie Mack. Yeah, and it, that'll protect you from concussions uh, and just, like, 
you know, having your mouth just wide open when you get hit, boom, that it'll it'll knock you out, break your jaw, all kinds of things. So. Anyway, note to self: wear a mouthpiece. Keep yeah, mouthpiece. sorry yeah, to even, hear that. Keep your yeah. mouth. Even when you have the mouthpiece, though, and you get hit, it's like um, it feels like your mouth gets like full of like blood, but it's not. But you feel like, oh my god, I'm bleeding inside. But it's it's the well, craziest. When feeling. you would play football and you would take hits like that, yeah. would you do that? You'd be like, oh. Yeah, you feel you literally feel like like blood starting to like fill, and yeah. it's not because you start spitting out and you don't see anything. But the feeling of it is just so crazy. And then if you're in the middle of like playing, it's like you can't really like, oh my god, you can't be a girl. I guess you can say. I don't know. <laughs> hey. if that, you know, sorry to girls, but I didn't mean that. But you can't really like, hold on for a minute. Let me. Stop the lingerie football league. <laughs> need to check and see if I'm bleeding, so you can't do that. You know what I just realized? What's up? I didn't even tell everybody who our guest is this week. Oh man! What a knucklehead, man! It's okay. I'm yeah. just so. It's I'm not just like so... they're going to tune out after news because they don't want to hear who the guest is. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I'm just so flustered by the lovely TK sitting next to me oh, this week. Yeah. I forgot. It's all your fault. Do you want to tell them who it is now? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Aaron Stevens, aka Ms. Dow, Damian Sandow, however, whatever you want to call the him, intellectual savior of yeah, the masses. Man. It's gonna yeah. be amazing. It yeah. didn't matter whatever name he had in WWE, he got it over. Oh yeah, he yeah. got anything over. That's right. Which I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, about. me too. All right, so, sorry about that. No worries. <laughs> this, this is your show. I'm just damn yeah. right. It's my yeah. show. You're still steering the ship, and, and it's <laughs> obvious. And it's ride. obvious I'm steering the ship right now. <laughs> All right, last story. All right, so did you do you get a t- chance to watch movies other than the smoke and watch wrestling? Like, do you get to smoke and watch wrestling? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I do. Okay. I do watch movies. All right, so did you see the latest edition of Fast and the Furious? No, I didn't. Yeah, I think we should all go together. I haven't seen you it think? either. It just came out on Friday. Mm. But I heard it did amazing at the box office, it TK. It did amazing. It pulled $532 million at the box office around the world. Highest um, opening weekend opening ever. Opening weekend ever. And Damn. so the whole thing is about this whole scenario, this is my TMZ coming out. So Vin Diesel and The Rock had a little bit of an issue last summer. The Rock kind of put out um, a story on Instagram saying like he's over working with his co-stars and all this other stuff. And then the movie came out. And he, you know, essentially said, Vin Diesel had a story that came out, and he said everything's been squashed. And then The Rock came out, and it's like, everything's been squashed, and they're both going to be in the next Fast and the Furious. Oh, it was all bullshit. (laughs) It was a freaking angle. It was a wrestling angle to promote the movie. Come on. I don't think. Come on. I I would all... I just this short I bet my life on it. Yeah, because the story that the stories that I've read, they're saying that the reason the Rock had issues is because Vin Diesel on the call sheet was number one and he was number two. Based upon all, all the other interviews that I've seen of the Rock and his YouTube page and all this other stuff, he just seems like a really friendly guy and that doesn't bother him yeah. that he's number one no. or two in the, the call sheet. No. But, you know, that was the first thing when the box office came out, you know, all the others like, Oh, well yeah. they had an issue and now they're good to That's go. Right. So yeah, but okay, so that was, it, and it worked well. It worked well. It worked perfectly. Well, so good for them. Good for yeah. I'm up. Maybe he'll get yeah. the rock in the next Guardians of the Galaxy. And somebody's like, oh, did somebody tweeted me? Did you see the movie yet? Rock stole it. I'm like, who'd you think was gonna steal it? Yeah. Well, he's in such a great. I don't know if he. He's he, on fire. Yeah, I don't know if he um, pulled a page out from Kevin Hart's because they hung out and did a lot of movies together too. But he's on the same kind of trajectory of where Kevin Hart is as far as 
being in everything and still it it might if it's the wrong person it could feel oversaturated yeah. but with him it's like okay fine like driving down Hollywood Boulevard you see two billboards one of them is Baywatch and then on top you have Fast and the Furious and like yeah no problems. exactly no issues none so he's the biggest star in the world yes. bar none name me one that's even close come on no right now I can't even that looks that good not even no and he deserves it that's the thing I mean he's done he's made all the all I mean I'm sure everyone makes bad decisions on, on occasion right. but apparently he's not made very many of them <laughs> he has all the right team, team around him and that's yes. the same thing with like Kevin Hart you haven't seen any bad press with them so it's just mm-hmm. kind of like you know kudos to them so I'm definitely going to see I think we should do a group yeah. outing yeah well, I don't know if that's going to actually happen. <laughs> I know you both gave you both gave me the looks like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Wink, wink. We'll, we'll meet you there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Womp, womp. So that is it for the news on Xbox One, Two, Three, Sixty. Thank you, TK. No problem. Well, right now we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have our guest, Aaron Stevens. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. Joining me right now is a guy I'm a big fan of, and he actually does X-Pac better than I do. Uh, he was called Damian Sandow, and his name is Aaron Stevens. What's up, man? Yeah. What's up, man? How you doing? And I, I do not do X-Pac better than you, son. The hell you don't. Uh, had, you, you were standing right in front of me. I had a very good visual and you know, just kind of channeled you, and you were right there, so that was all you. Okay. But thank you. And out of all the impressions, I get the most... Um, you know, feedback in a positive way from that one. So. Do, you, do you think that there's any chance that uh, uh, we could get together and do that again? Hey, you never know. Never know. You never right? know. <laughs> yep. Hey, so, hey, tell me what's going on right now before we get like get into the other stuff. What, like, because I know you said you had a meeting uh, earlier. Yeah. Oh, actually, that was uh, with the uh, Muhammad Ali Center, yeah. uh, which is here in Louisville, and I'm. Um, Trying to, you know, I got two homes, one in uh, Louisville and one in Los Angeles. Must and, uh, be nice. You know, my, yeah, my, my home base is, uh, is out of Louisville. And, uh, and you know, I just lived here forever, it seems like. But, um, yeah. you know, uh, with the stuff going on in L.A., I, I'm kind of back and forth. And um, there's the, uh, the development committee, which I've uh, kind of like that involved in there a little bit. And, you know, with everything uh, in the last year, especially, you know, with um, Muhammad's passing and stuff, it, it just was a... You know, it seemed like a, a good fit, and just to uh, to keep his legacy alive. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't want to come in here and start, you know, cheap plugs, but it is Muhammad Ali. So if you don't mind, if you go to AliCenter.org, you can find out about it. That's his, uh, essentially, the man's legacy, and that's what the family, um, you know, the Ali family was just uh, adamant about how the, um, you know, the contributions to the Ali Center will uh, keep essentially future generations um, informed about who the man was, not yeah. just a boxer, but as the, uh, you know, as a human being. His memorial, not to break off like in a different subject other than wrestling, but Muhammad Ali was the greatest ever, okay? And his memorial mm-hmm. service spoke volumes about 
the man himself, like mm-hmm. just all the the different people from different Lots faiths. Oh yeah, that were on. That, yes, man, yeah. that was so amazing. I watched that whole thing. I watched the whole thing. It was. I got goosebumps right now talking about it, Aaron. Yeah, amazing. it was. It was absolutely amazing. It was. Uh, yeah, like it's one of those things that you just you never never forget. The world, and, um, the world, really, right now could could really you know uh, take a lesson from Muhammad Ali. Um, be, absolutely, uh, that stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just like you know, doing that—that's kind of like my small way of you know just paying it, uh, paying it forward, so to speak. And it, it helps me every time I go into the Ali Center. It's like I learn something new about him, and uh, it's just cool. You know, it's just really really cool, and I'm I'm very lucky that. I get to be involved in that. So nice. So, and what do you do when you come out here to LA? What's going on out here? Uh, well, the um, you know, since uh, parting ways with uh, WWE, uh, it was just kind of like happenstance. Yeah. Um, I had a couple. They're called general meetings. Uh, as I find out, I'm sure you know, but it's just oh, the big oh, the, the the Hollywood meeting. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all everyone and, uh, does around here, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I essentially just walked in um, to this casting director's office, and it was a really strange. I, I had about two or three previously, and so I kind of knew, you know, you go in, you sit, you talk about yourself, blah, 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 shake hands, walk out the door, you know, on to the next thing. And um, so this guy comes walking in, and he goes, uh, are you Aaron? I said, yeah. Congratulations, you've just been hired for your first Lionsgate movie. But I have wow. to audition you. And I go, What? And it was just really kind of like, you know, uh, right place, right time. Um, and uh, I believe the movie's yet to be released. But, um, you know, it, it just kind of happened. And I was oh, okay, that was pretty cool. So the next day I was on set, which was a cool experience. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another. And I said, you know what, I'm actually going to try um, to explore this. Because I'd be kicking myself, you know, in the tail when I'm 70 or 80 years old saying coulda, woulda, shoulda. So for the first time in a long time, I had the freedom to do it. So um, in January, I kind of moved out there and just kind of living out there now a little bit, just seeing, exploring, um, actually got kind of, uh, or I kind of fell into it, um, where I'm actually helping develop a potential show, which is kind of cool. So if nothing else, it's a great experience. And, um, if something comes of it, great, you know, I, I approach things very middle of the road. Um, you have to have aspirations, but not expectations. Oh, That's yeah. kind of like my philosophy. I've adapted over time. So, and I mean, that, that uh, we'll goes see. well I with mean, wrestling too. Going well. So, yeah. So I was going to say that uh, that philosophy works well with wrestling too. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm uh, not in an insane asylum. So. <laughs> so, so, but hey, so when you come, when you back out in LA, when's it going to be, man? Because I live out here now. We're going to have to get together. Oh, dude, I know that's why you're in Philly. Yeah, no, oh, man. Dude. No, I live in Encino, uh, man. Like, dude, Saturday or Sunday, I should be back. So, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. wow. Nice. FS. Well, you'll be at a I'll be in Philly. Philadelphia. I'll be in Philly this time. <laughs> <laughs> we are just pit-crossing. <laughs> hey, hey, Aaron, so uh, talk to me about your training with, with uh, Walter, with Kowalski. As, uh, I mean, that obviously that's, he's one of the great trainers uh, ever and mm-hmm. wrestling a lot of huge stars, obviously, Triple H. Saturn. Uh, Saturn yeah. Perry Saturn, China. Um, Big John Stud from back in the day, like Tommaso Ciampa, yeah. who's now in NXT. Yeah, I mean a lot of guys. I mean Matt Bloom, formerly of the exactly. X Factor. Exactly, <laughs> formerly of the X Factor. That was actually, um, you know, I, I was really, really lucky in that uh, I just, you know, said, okay, I'm going to be a wrestler, and 
Yeah, and I'm sure you know this too, Sean, which the average, oh, yeah, okay, whatever, good luck to you. Yep. Um, and this was another one of those weird times in my life where one thing led to another, and um, I went to an independent show. I was about 16 years old. Actually, uh, people, I asked Tony Atlas, how do you get in the wrestling business? And he just said, I'm going to introduce you to the Boston bad boy, Tony Rumble. Oh, Tony Rumble, so, yeah. Love yeah. Tony. May he so, rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, so he introduced me to Tony Rumble. He was good on his word. Me and my buddy talked to Tony Rumble, and then he goes, hang on after the show, I'll introduce you to Walter. Now, I knew that killer um, had a wrestling school, and I just didn't... Um, you know, I wouldn't know how to go about it, how to meet him, and he wasn't advertised to be at the show. So Killer just happened to be at that show. Yeah. And I, I, just, I remember, I don't know why, but it was a snowstorm, and it was really, really bad. And, uh, but it was a full house. It was uh, the Southbridge uh, High School, I believe. And, um, you know, after the show, uh, Tony introduced me to Walter, and, you know, he's all, oh, you have to be 18 to train. Bob's like, oh, okay, uh, how old are you? And, of course, I didn't have to about to say, say 18, so oh, I thought 16. He goes, well, if your parents sign something, I'll make an exception in your case, and he did. Nice. And that just kind of, you know, snowballed from there. So it was, it was funny, you know, going to a, uh, a Catholic high school and sitting in my little shirt and tie, having a nun tell me to tuck my shirt in, yeah. and then, you know, a couple hours later, I'm getting body slammed by, you know, whoever. So it, it was a cool contrast, and it was awesome, and uh, it made me kind of grow up faster in a lot of ways, which yeah. I'm sure you know because you get in real young. Sure. And, um, you know, you kind of look at the world very differently on that. So it was, uh, it was really, really good. And, and, you know, the training I received from Walter was awesome. Um, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, and who were you, who, who went to school with you? Who were, who were some of the other people that were in, were anybody we would know? Um, uh, this kid, John Walters, who was really, really good. Never really good a shot in WWE. Yeah. Um, but really, really good. Uh, I know Eddie Edwards was a oh, I know, couple yeah, years Eddie, yeah. after me, I know. Uh, in in my class, there um, I really don't know uh, a lot of guys that are around today. So you're pretty so much like you're the standout. You're then. the yeah, the big star of your class. Well, I wouldn't call me a standout, but I, I uh, you know I, I had some success. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I would uh, I'm, say I'm, so. I'm the lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a question, Aaron. It's TK um, speaking. I spoke to you yesterday. Um, now, yes, how are you? Good. How are you doing? So after good. after you stopped wrestling, or I, I guess you could say to your official retirement, did you have a game plan as far as what you want to do? Because I know for athletes in general, it's just hard to think beyond. You've been in the game for so long. It's hard to think beyond mm-hmm. that moment. So did you have, uh, uh, it's like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do, or is it just kind of wait and see how everything see well, what plays um, out? Honestly, like, I, and, and, and see, the funny thing was I, I didn't announce a retirement, which I, I know the internet's kind of twisted, which right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm completely shocked. And uh, <laughs> I think we need to contact somebody because that's the first thing in the history of humanity to get twisted on the internet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, no, all I said was, you know, I'm, I'm taking a break because uh, I, I had an awesome time with Impact. And, uh, you know, do not have enough good things to say about the locker room there yeah. and the time I spent there. Uh, but you know what, it, you know, with new management stuff, and, and sometimes things just don't line up, and that, that's business. Like, there's not, nothing personal there, and um, I still, again, have nothing but great things to say about everyone there. Um, and to me, it was just like, you know what, okay, I've been doing this pretty much nonstop. Time to just take a step back and, and like, let me kind of find out what I want. And, like, there was a thing with the, um, with the show that is uh, in the works of being produced, which is, again, it's insane. It's, it's more of a documentary thing as opposed to a... Um, you know, uh, like a television show because right. I'm, 
I've only acted in one thing. How the hell could I produce? But uh, but no, it's, it's just kind of informative, and it's nothing to do with wrestling at all. Um, and just kind of like, you know, it, it's a new avenue in life that I, I just want to see. And, they, you know, it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you save. Right. And I've made very good financial decisions, and I've had very, very smart people advising me because uh, I am not a financial wizard by any means. But, you know, it, it's... I can kind of do what I please, you know. It's not a uh, a position of needing to do something. It's a position of wanting to do something. And I think, like, that's one of the great things that wrestling has given me. It's like at this stage of my life, I can do pretty much whatever I want. Yeah, man. And so, but I, how, yeah. That, it's, it's, there's really no greater feeling in the world, I don't think. I mean, none. none. Yeah. So, none. so and, and that's why it's like, you know, when you leave WWE, everyone expects to, like, you know, bash him and this and I, I have nothing bad to say about them. I mean, I have no ailments. I wake up feeling great in the morning. Um, you know, I still get recognized for my stuff with them. I mean, it's it's great. Like, I haven't, there's no problem there. I mean, there's, there's nothing but good things to say about that company. And, uh, you know, would I necessarily want to go back right now? No. But, again, like, in and that's okay. Time that, yeah. That's okay. The time that, Oh, no, it is. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. I cut you off there. It's your show. Oh. <laughs> I was saying, you cut me off cutting you off. I'm, just don't let it happen again. So there's an yeah, X-Pac. You, you got the button. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so we have an exclusive. So you're not a t- you're not retired. You're just taking a break. So you might we might see yeah. you back in the ring in the future, future dates. I assure you the boots are not burnt. You know, will I ever go. lace them up again? Like, I don't know. And see, one of the things is, like, I, I am a very transparent person especially with the fans um you know i'm not gonna lie and say oh i'll be back no i don't know if i'll be back maybe i will maybe i won't you know the one thing is i miss the interaction with the fans i miss the crowds and i miss being able to kind of like entertain and you know just put these weird twists on characters and everything um i genuinely do miss that um but again you know where i'm at in life right now it's just kind of taking me in a different direction um not to say that I won't end up in a ring again, you know? Sure. And no, no. I, I even think you and I talked about this once. Like, everyone always is back in. Like, even when you're out, you're never fully out. That's right. Because it's like the Godfather. And, and, I, I, and I, I think, I think we might have talked about this one, one of the last times we talked. I don't know if that was at WrestleMania 31 or sometime after that, but you did ask for your release, right? It wasn't like they gave you a release. Didn't you ask for it? Yeah, well, you know, I, I had talked to um, to them about it a yeah. couple of weeks before, and they said, oh, let me hang on, hang on, let me just talk and get some answers. And then, um, you know, when it came, it was the answer I wanted. And you know what? Again, very mutual. Um, and it, it was fine, you know? It, it was just, it was healthy because it, obviously, like I said, you know, if we look at it for what it is, and I, I do kind of have that perspective on things, not just in wrestling, but in life. Like, you have to take everything for what it is and not what you would like it to be. Um, As a performer, and and please, if if any of you guys disagree with me, let me know. Um, But as a performer, the only thing we can control is crowd reaction. Amen. You know? Um, You know, it was not my idea to dress up as you that day, but that's what they handed me. Okay, let's make it work. And actually, we had a friggin' blast doing it. And 
you know what I mean? It was awesome. And that, that was on us, though. That was on me. It was on us. Because right? you remember how they had that thing set up and what we ended up doing with it? How, oh, God, yeah. That, that was, was... Holy that shit. That was the original plan. It, well, it would have been the shits. What, am I right or yeah. wrong? We took oh, something 100%. that would have been the drizzling shits and made something that people are still talking about out of it. What was the original plan? I, I don't even know. It sucks so bad. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. It's just they got a lot of stuff to write for a lot of people. You know, we enhanced it. We yes. took what we were given and made it. Yeah, work. I'm sorry. Right? Sometimes I, sometimes I blurt things out like that, and I, <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it to come out that way. It Aaron, came out sideways. Aaron, yeah. do you remember what the original plan was for this segment? I have no idea. I, I just remember us looking at each other, going, "Yeah, let's try something else." And, yeah. uh, <laughs> thankfully, uh, you know. And, <laughs> well, we, uh, we and, it, and here's the thing, Aaron. Back, like it was. That's just not the way it's done there these days. Like. That like normally that was what you would be doing, what they gave you to do. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and you know what the thing is, like I, I don't want to say I had a reputation with the writers for being a certain way, but like the Mizdow stuff was not planned. That was me. I was literally bored on Monday Night Raw and decided to fall down. You know, <laughs> when I was the uh, the smart guy in the blue bathrobe, right? Um, they would hand me something, and that would be like, mm, you know, let me try it this way. And I will say this, you know. To the powers that be, and I'm not talking about the writers, yeah. to their credit, every time I went and said, hey, instead of doing it this way, could I try it this way? They trusted me. They nice. trusted, as a performer, they trusted me with their show. Now, did you have to That's, go over Did you have to go over people's heads to get that done? Um, not all the time. Uh, after a while, I kind of developed a rapport. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I'd go to the right, hey, can I try it this way? And somewhere else, well, no, wait a minute, we need to. And I'd be, okay, sure. And then I would ask, you know, somebody that was a little bit of a person, hey, can I just try it this way? And if it sucks, it sucks. If not, whatever. But I promise it'll be better than this. And, you know, after, yeah, okay, do whatever you want. I mean, and it was a point, too, like where they, they, they did. They, they did trust me a lot. And, like, with the Mizdow stuff, look, at the end of the day, I was exposing the business, you know. Um, <laughs> you were exposing and, an already exposed business, Aaron. Exactly. But I was taking everything with a grain of salt. Yes. And everything I did was done with a wink. And it was also like, a, it was a satire. Um, it wasn't slapstick comedy. And, and the fans saw that. Yep. The fans knew what I was capable of. They had seen me you know, with the money in the bank and have these knockdown drag outs with Seamus with street fights and, you know, go three segments with Cena and all that stuff. Uh, I was being cast in a certain role that the fans necessarily were not happy about. Um, I decided to kind of take matters into my own hands. They knew what it was. Yes, they and, did. and like, okay, I'm, I'm not Santino. Santino is a comedy genius, right? Um, one of my best friends in the world and, he, he's just a funny dude, right? Yes. Um, he does him better than anyone. Mine was kind of, again, it was done with a wink, and it was a satire. It was like, yes, I'm going to be a quote-unquote stunt double. Well, yeah, watch this. You know, and, and fans got it. They understood what it was. And, you know, how it was handled. Like, I, I remember when uh, Miz and I, we did the split and everything, and, there was a time on Raw, I came out just as me in a black t-shirt, and I just talked to the fans as me, Yeah, and they ate it up, you know? And again, how it was handled creatively after that, 
I had no control over. I had absolutely no control over. But for that one time when I was just me, the reaction I got, and I remember everyone in the back was even like, whoa. They were, they were blown away. I knew the reaction I was going to get. I knew it. Nice. And people yeah. were surprised. And I was just like, no, I mean, why would you be surprised at that? Like, were you not listening? You know, and look, it is what it is. And those little moments in my career, I'm like, I can always say, as a performer, I did everything I could. You and did, I took man. Whatever was given to me and made it the absolute best for the fans' sake. And you went all in with it. Like, no, like, half ass, one foot in, one foot out, all effing in. And that's how you got to no, do you it. Have to. Yeah, you have to. I mean, whether it's, again, if you've got three segments for the world title or, you know, one segment dressed as a basketball player that you really have no idea who he is, you better learn about that basketball player and make something work. Because guess what? TV time is expensive. And, you know, tickets, although they're, you know, reasonable somewhat, um, that's a, a guy taking a family of four out. You, you better make it worth his while. Right. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it. okay, we're talking about tickets being reasonable, and that's like that's a r- relative to other uh, ticket prices right. out there. But I mean, exactly. we're talking about like a hardworking family, like that you know, blue collar family. Man, that's a, like a that can be a half week or or, yeah, or so salary to take your kids. Oh yeah, adults. absolutely. <laughs> Well, yeah. did you know when you went and cut this heartfelt promo that it was going to be interrupted by Curtis Axel doing the Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. thing? Oh, yeah, so yeah, you absolutely. knew that it was going to happen. Absolutely. You just didn't know that it was eventually going to lead to the meta powers with you as much. Nope, no idea. Okay. And, you know, again, it was saying, hey, I'm going to be me now, blah, blah, blah. Fans got with it. They accepted it. Um, and the next week I was on television dressed as Randy Savage for absolutely no reason. And I kind of <laughs> went, okay. And, you know, and I, I did. I was a little bit shaken by that. But, you know, I got with Curtis and we talked and we said, well, we can do this one of two ways. We can, you know, complain about it or we can, you know, put on our big boy spandex and we can get out there and we can rock this place. That's right. And you know what? It was just cool. It was like a, a pay-per-view, uh, us in the Ascension. And I mean, that's when he shaved the mustache. I mean, it was, it was yeah. cool. It, and, and you know what? Again, fans knew what it was. Right. And now uh, we had a blast with that, man. Uh, you know, the, the TV run wasn't uh, really anything to write about. Yeah. But, I mean, man, let me tell you, on house shows, and, and, and you know this too, Sean, like house shows, were, that's when we get to be wrestlers. That's right. You know, that's when we, we get the art form of this comes in. And, yes. Um, man, did we have a blast at house shows. That was a question I was going to ask you. More related to main event, wrestling on the main event show, as opposed to wrestling on Raw or SmackDown. Do you appreciate getting a time slot on a lesser show like that because you know you're given more time in your match and time to tell a full story and really embrace your character like you would on a house show as opposed to like you're on Raw, you got a five minute segment, three minutes of it is no. See, to me, out. to me, that's where a lot of guys make mistakes. Um, being a professional is understanding how to do a TV match, how to do a house show match, how to do a long TV match, how to do a short TV segment and not break character, to get your character over, to get what has to get done, to get what has to get accomplished. And when I say get what has to get accomplished, what does the boss want? What story are we telling? And on the individual as to, look, if you give me five minutes on TV, like if you were to say to me and Sean, okay, guys, go, you got five minutes on Raw, go ahead. I guarantee you, like, we would be more apt to say, okay, how do you do you? How do I do me? How do we interact? As opposed to, 
let's hit each other with a thousand moves yes. and see what the hell happens. You know what I mean? No, because we're both professionals and we both understand what this is. Yeah. And the, the, and the that, thing too is to be able to do the thing to, too is to be able to do all that and, and make it all entertaining at the same time right. is, is just the, exactly. is the key to it, you know. Because I mean, a lot of guys will go out there and they think they're getting over, but it's it's not entertaining. Like so, I mean, no, they're uh, not. They're they're hitting each other as hard as they can, and thinking it's great and hard work. And look, are they working their tails off? Yes. Absolutely. Do the fans care about it? And eh. see, my boss has always been the fans, and. um you know, ultimately, and 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 I don't mean to say that. Like, no, obviously, I, I it was Vince and Hunter and all that, but no, like the fans give you feedback. So, if I'm doing something, and look, if, if I say, okay, hit me in the face as hard as you can, and I do it, and the people come unglued, guess what I'm going to do? Say, hit me in the face as hard as you can again, because that's what they're buying. Yeah. But if I can look at them and just smile, you know, or I can hold a mic like a wine glass and say one little stupid insult and just make them, you know, incensed at me, that is kind of where the magic comes in. Yeah, it is. Now, do you have a fit? Because you've, like I said, been in the game for a long period of time. Do you have a favorite personality or character that if you can go back to it, would you would you do it again? Um, you know what? I always thought it would have been cool to explore the baby face side of the intellectual savior. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Um, like, I insulted a lot of people. Like, I insulted the fans. I insulted right. some of the opponents in, in a very highbrow, over-the-head way. But there was really an element of sarcasm. And, like, that character was somewhat endearing in a really screwed-up way. You know, with, like, the pink tights and the beard and... Um, there was an element of that old school wrestling feel. You know well, what I mean? I mean you Very had, Rip Rogers. Like, well, you had the blue, yeah. the blue, the blue but, rope with the with the towel tucked, you know, in behind the neck and all that. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. that's like right out of Luthez's playbook, right there. Yeah, yeah, and, and that was just always cool to me, and like just visually, it was it was awesome, and um, but just the whole overall vibe of it. Um, as a baby face, I really think it, it uh, would have been successful because, you know, insulting people don't like, because what made that character so unique and, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but you know, there were, it's not bragging if it's fact. Well, and you know, if you disagree, please let me know. Cause you know, we're friends and we've always been straight. So, um, the element of like these guys with the vignettes and all this money put into them, they stuck me in a pre-tape room with, uh, you know, a shot from my shoulders up, and they just said, here you go, you got 30 seconds, talk. I did that for however many weeks. By the time I debuted, people knew exactly who I was, and they hated me. I elicited more of a reaction in that short time with minimum cost than a lot of guys did with vignettes and, like, having matches that they were beating top guys in the company with. Like, right. that character was simple, it was easy, it was to the point, everyone knew who it was and what it was, and that was it. And I think that that element of simplicity is really kind of missing a lot in a lot of things too. Yeah, um, and was that was that a persona you know, that I mean, was that a brainchild of yours, or was it a collaboration with you and like Dusty or somebody like that? The, the pink tights was my idea. Um, Dusty uh, said, "Hey, get the blue robe and this and that," and I'm like, "Okay, cool." Uh, so the blue robe illustrated and highlighted the pink tights. Right. You know, I looked one way when I came walking to the ring. I took the robe off. And I just had these pink tights on. And, like, again, 
people colors, like they were all, they were just taken back by it, and they yeah. were like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And, and the reaction it would get would be awesome. But the thing is, I wouldn't put it over. I wouldn't be like, "Haha, don't laugh at my pink tights." I would just act completely oblivious. Which like you had no idea freaking, what they were laughing at. Yes, yes, and it, it was it was just it was a really cool just kind of like an amalgamation of just a bunch of different things that worked over the years for different people. Right. Um, Put on, and I, again, I had so much fun with it, and um, I think the babyface side of it would have been really cool because, again, insulting fans by going over their heads, like, we don't know what you just said, but we know you insulted us. And right. believe it or not, there was kind of an art to that because if you go so far over their heads, they're going to be like, yeah, we got no idea. But it had to be just enough where they knew they were being insulted. Yes. But at the same time, well, I don't know what that word means, but, you know, F this guy, yeah, and, and they were more at the boot. So that, it, was, it was such a cool thing, and I think, um, you know, with a lot of opponents um, that were heels, I, I could have had a blast and just kind of like given them more of a green light to light them up because here's another thing, like, as a heel, the, I, and I'm a firm believer, like, verbally, the baby face always has to keep one up on you. So, like, I could yep. go so far, always let, you know, the good guy get the last lap, and I have to cheat. Uh, as a baby face, there would several guys that I would have liked to just kind of grab the microphone and just cook. But again, I respect the business too much to do that. Yeah. So. Did you ever, uh, did you ever run this by anyone that your, your uh, desire to, to explore the baby face side of uh, the, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think that after you cut that heartfelt promo on raw next week, had you not shown up dressed as Macho Man, but come back with the blue robe and the towel and started to do this baby face character, it would have, gotten over and been what you wanted um uh yeah i i honestly do um you know one thing i can say is every opportunity i was given i swung for the fences and fans appreciated that yeah. and um you know what i cannot ask for a better career than that um and again I, I couldn't ask for a better opportunity than i received you know and um and the thing you know that goes for wwe and you know what it also goes for impact because you know in impact although my time there wasn't as extensive as wwe you know, I remember I showed up and I cut kind of a, a heartfelt promo there. And, you know, after a couple of days, I just went, you know what? I appreciate the fans cheering me and everything else like that. Right. But there's so many good, good, like technical, awesome wrestlers here, right? Yeah. So, look, I can kind of adapt my style to whoever. and But as a performer... It's just like, no, everyone expects me to, to be the real me, you know, who they, they thought was not getting an opportunity to wrestle in WWE. But, you know, whether you're wrestling, quote unquote, or not, you're performing. So that's when I had the idea, like the Liberace stuff. And, you know, Impact was so cool about, you really want to do this? Yep. Okay, green light. There you go. And, um, and I had so much fun with that because fans didn't expect it. When I did the Liberace thing, uh, or the ode to Liberace. Right. Um, they, they were they, they didn't know how to take it. They were like, wait a minute, we cheered this guy, and he was being given these characters other places, and, you know, why is he doing this? Well, guess what? That's what made them hate me. And, I, I like, I needed to make sure I can still get people to hate me because, okay, it was really easy to get him to like me then. Let me do the contrary of what is easy and, you know, kind of just see if I still had it. It was awesome. And, like, they, they changed right away, and it was so much fun. And um, and Spud, I was going to say, I think is so talented. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God, that kid is 
he's off the chain. He should be a millionaire. Yeah, man. I was gonna I was gonna ask you uh, how that was working with him because uh, I mean that, that awesome. just that brought the act to a different level. Awesome. I mean, you know, just chemistry was absolutely there. Um, he's, he's just a great kid. I he's mean, a just, star, just a great man. Kid. He and, seems he's a big star. Yes, that he is. Kid. He seems like another guy yes, who is. Anytime he's given the opportunity, he knocks it out of the park. He does. Like he was at British boot camp. He wasn't supposed to win, but he stole the show. Yeah. So then they gave him the opportunity. The rock star spud thing wasn't working. So then they put him in this funny jacket with a bow tie. Him and EC3 mm-hmm. were just hilarious. And yeah, so on and so forth. He does great stuff. I really enjoyed. Absolutely. I think my favorite thing about your Liberace character is you're like, violence is never the answer. <laughs> like, that's oh, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's always my yeah, that, that was a Dutch Mantel line. And, uh, oh, Dutch is brilliant. Yeah, he, he, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely. And uh, like Dutch has been so helpful. I mean, even in, um, you know, in WWE and then when, when I saw him at Impact, I mean, I just... I lit up like a kid. I'm like, yes, awesome. And uh, I'm like, hey, will you mind just taking all my stuff? And yeah, don't worry about it. I got you. And then yeah. that was it. You know, he, he's just so good. And and, and you worked, uh, going backwards actually quite a bit, like to OBW, you worked with Rip Rogers, who's a, who's a brilliant guy. Yes. Uh, I often, I mean. He's a strange cat, but he's brilliant when yeah. it comes to the industry. Brilliant. Um, exactly. Like, and I, I'm trying to like I would say Yoda, but nah, he's not, not Yoda. I mean, he just, <laughs> like he he's he definitely marches to the tune of his own drummer. Uh, eccentric would be a great way um, to to describe him. I think um, like just I overflowing, really like, just bursting at the seams with knowledge, though, just amazing. There is no one I respect more than Rip Rogers. You know, uh, in, in terms of the mind that man has for the business, yeah. Um, in, in terms of like just how he lays it out in such a simplistic way, and had it not been for Rip Rogers, I would have never been the intellectual savior because he he just taught me how to again simplify everything. Yeah, and it was like at a time when oh we need a character and different look and well what's everyone going to do and it like with Rip it was just, oh okay now I get it. Um, if anyone is like looking to get in the wrestling business, um, you know, obviously you can't start at the performance center, or not everyone can start. The Nor should center, you. you know, Nor, no, honestly, yeah. if, in my opinion, Aaron, like that's not the way to go about it to get into wrestling. I think you need to go everywhere else you can first before you go there. Yes, and be put in real life situations. Yes, um, my, you know, and, and you know this, the performance center. Look, there is nothing like it. That place is amazing. It is the best facility in the world, right? Yes. We're, we're not going to argue with that. Um, however, when you are on, you know, WrestleMania, and you're at a feature match, and something happens, and you need to either cut time down or add time, you know, that you can need make people to panic. To deal with pressure. Yeah, that and people will panic in that situation. Not panic. Yep. So. Um, and look, they got the best coaches in the world there. So if anyone can get a job, it's right at the performance center, you're in more than capable hands. So it's not like I don't want to think that, you know, I'm anti that, but it's just the real life experience. Um, and again, with the guys like, um, and I'm sorry, what's his name up there? Uh, Prince Devitt? Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, yeah, like those guys. He's been in those situations. That's mm-hmm. why he is what he is, you know? Um, 
and like that that's the kind of cool things and, and so again i know we kind of get off topic here but right. if you are looking to get in the business go to rip rogers and i'm not saying that just to support the local economy in my hometown of louisville but no he is you know uh, he, he's he's the man when it comes to just breaking down what this industry is i think that and, guys uh, that have art that are already in the business uh, should go. Should go learn a thing or two from uh, from Rip. You know what I saw of the independence. I completely agree with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, can, can you tell tell me that um, as far as like your experience in OVW and then FCW? Can you compare the two for me? The FCW was NXT before they actually switched it to NXT. Yeah. Um, OVW again. It was like very much like the Wild West. Um, and that, like, the office didn't really monitor what was going on. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd left and then went to Puerto Rico and came back. And uh, FCW, you know, it was a little smaller than OBW. It did not have the following that OBW had. I mean, to this day, people still watch it on the TV station here, Kentucky, Southern Indiana. OBW, it, it's its own territory. It really is. Now, it, it had ups and downs and peaks and valleys, obviously, but it's still here. Um, you know, FCW was a much smaller scale, but the office really did kind of have um, more of an input on what was going on. Right. And so that, that was much better. Um, you know, and it was just a um, – see, I learned a lot, and I had a blast in both places. Uh, I love Danny Davis, uh, and I love Steve Kerr. Like, yeah. Two great guys that have helped me immensely. Um, you know, uh, it really is like, like – I. I feel really lucky to been in both places. So now, did when you uh, when you did that the 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 mass the intellectual mass savior of the mass was that did yeah, you yeah. start that down there? Because I can't remember if I saw you with it down there or if it was if I if I saw you debut. Yeah, that. no, I started I started That's with right. it down there, um, but then it was it was funny because it was like, you know. Um, Right when I started with it, there wasn't a lot of time before I got called up. So, yeah, I noticed that, and 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 really, there wasn't a lot of guys being called up at that time. From there, I remember. No, and like honestly, what what happened to me um, was when Hunter came down to kind of look at FCW, he asked to talk to about nine guys, right? Right. Um, and it was you know like all the like Roman and uh, all the, like you know a bunch of other guys. Um, I was not one of them. So I waited, and I was like, hey, but he, he was so cool. He waited for me, and he talked to me. I'm like, what do you want? He goes, well, what you're doing right now, we're not really feeling you need to come up with something. So I just went, okay. And, you know, funny thing was, like, he was honest with me, told me what I needed to do, and at the end of the day, I was called up before any of those nine guys in that room. I was the first one called up. So I, uh, that was kind of a personal victory to me. And, uh, and you know what? Kudos to, um, you know, Trips for, for being honest with me and straight. So... Yeah, was that right, was that right after? Okay, were you there when when Taker, Hunter, and I we sat there like the three of us and and like everybody got in the ring and we all like took notes and everything. No, that wasn't done. No, oh man, that sounds no. like quite an experience. It was. <laughs> That's a whole other story. I can't imagine being a wrestler for that. Yeah, it's so nerve wracking. No, uh, I can imagine how it was for everyone, but that's that's a different story. Not to get out in the weeds. Yeah, sometimes I veer off into the weeds, Aaron. Sorry about that. Yeah. Man. So when you were in OVW originally, you were Idol Stevens, and then you left to Puerto yeah. Rico, and then when you came back, you became Damian Sandow. I did. I did. What was your experience and, uh, like in Puerto Rico? 
Sean, you want to take this one? Oh, <laughs> I well, I'm just. I love because you wrestled for two different uh, companies. Out I there. love the Puerto Rican people. I would prefer not to go down there and, and wrestle personally anymore, though. I just I, that's just me personally, and and and, and um, I loved working for for Carlos for Cologne for WWC. You know what? Yeah. I um, as we say in the South, and, and you know, I, I'd like to keep this interview non-denominational, so this is a figure of speech. <laughs> yes, uh, I had a huge come to Jesus moment, uh-huh. um, and this really kind of like it set me in place to come up with the the original Damien Sandow character is when um, I was doing something. It was the main event um, with this guy, Ray Gonzalez, and oh, yeah. we were kicking off a program. Big star, in Puerto, big star in Puerto Rico. Oh, my, yes, yes, absolutely. And Maybe really maybe cool nowhere guy. else, but he's a huge star in Puerto Rico. That's for damn sure. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, and so I came to the back, and Carlos was there, and he was smoking a cigar, and he said, Good job, Idol. And I said, oh, boss, you saw it? Thank you. And he laughed at me. He goes, no, I didn't see it. He heard it, And he though. started laughing. I, I looked at him like, what? What do you mean? He goes, I'm the boss. He goes, I'm also a wrestler. If you had a good you know, segment, I'm going to be partial to that because I'm going to be like, oh, that was a good wrestling segment. That punch looked good, and you really yeah. beat the crap out of it. He goes, no, that's not my job. My job is to make sure the people bought it. Yeah. I listened to it. I heard it. That's right. That's how I judged my top angle, and I just was like, whoa. That's how okay. I do it, that's too. That's why you've been in business for 30 years. That's how, that's yeah. a, Aaron, that's how I do it, too, and not just like as far as a boss, but as far as judging, like, okay, how somebody's getting over. I don't have to watch the match. Yes. All I have to do is listen. It tells me exactly. everything I need to know. Everything. Exactly. Exactly. And that's like with me, as a performer, that shaped who I was because, you know what? Even when I wasn't getting used on TV, the house shows, I was getting better reactions than some of the guys in the main event. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm doing my job. You know, obviously they hear it. What they do with that information is up to them. So all I can do is the best I can do. And, you know? and man, and over and over again as we're talking, I keep this thought keeps popping into my head about what an mm-hmm. excellent attitude you have. That is the yeah. thing that separates you from so many other people that I know, including myself sometimes. And and in the past, all the time, my attitude was awful. And yours is so good, man. I think that has just served you so good, so well. Sorry. You know what, man? It it didn't happen overnight, though. Like, the thing is, have I been frustrated before? Absolutely. Like, there was, I remember a Royal Rumble. I was off TV for almost nine months, and then I came back. They chanted my name the entire match. And I got to the back, and it was like, no one acknowledged it. I'm going, did you not hear that? Like, I, that was a point of frustration. You know, yeah. I was frustrated with other times when I thought I was really going to kind of get pushed to that next level and nothing happened. So, you know what? You have to have perspective. Um, and, again, like, you you accumulate that over time, I think. Um, and, again, yeah. I, I would never verbally talk bad about the company. And, again, my experience there was great. Was there personal frustration? Yes. But you know what? You have to take into account what do they have planned for WrestleMania six months out or whatever. Right. Um, you know what? And if somebody had a personal problem with me and let that get in the way of business, well, you know what? It's not my company. You know, I, there's nothing I can do. I was respectful to everybody, and I was grateful to everybody, and I still am. Not not, but, um, not wanting you, you to know, like not wanting you to point fingers or, or or name anybody, but did you feel like that anybody had a personal problem with you there? No. Good. And, and that that is. 
as honest of an answer as I can give you. No. I, I couldn't imagine um, it. It's hard for me to imagine, man, really. Yeah, you yeah. such an so, is But there... you know what the thing is? It, it is what it is. And look, what happened there was, was great. I have extremely fond memories of WWE. Um, the fans, I mean, when, when I, I just did that, the last signing at WrestleCon, I mean, some of the the stuff they were saying to me, and I remember walking out and, like, getting, like, a standing ovation from everybody when I was, you know, it, it was just, it made me feel good. They remember me for all the good stuff. Same, you know, that goes two ways. And, look, where I'm at in life right now, I'm in a great position. And, you know, do I rule out ever getting in the ring again? Absolutely not. But can I say for sure I will? Absolutely not. You never know. You know? I, so you just kind of got to keep it open middle of the road and, and go from there. So. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm pretty sure you will, uh, yes. barring any unforeseen, like, you know, accident or, or thing that, that that keeps you from physically being able to, man. I just I've been around oh, a long I've been around a long time, man. And and like you like we were talking about earlier and we talked about at one point, everybody comes back. And and I I I just I know that you're gonna be back in WWE one day too. I just know it. Yeah, that was what I was gonna ask. Like, is there any time where you've been removed from it from a certain period of time and you almost get that itch? Like is there something that you miss that you wish you can just maybe go back and dupe one day and then go back to your current life? Uh, you know what? No, because in Sean will back me up on this. I already know there is nothing in the world that can duplicate 20,000 people or however many in the palm of your hand. That's right. You know, There's... if it happens once or if it happens a million times, it will never be enough. That's right. It's that drug that uh, you will keep. It's, it's, it's the best drug in the world it's the it's that un, it's that uncut shit that you just like just right yeah. to the vein boom Ugh. it's pure adrenaline yeah it's just it's pure and so you do i that is what i miss like that's what i truly miss in like performing and you know even like with the liberace stuff no one saw that coming and it's like they booed the hell out of me but after about two days it's like they were doing it with a smile on their face going he got us again you know yep. what i mean that's just that kind of, I don't know, like, that, that's just the great thing about the business. And look, like, financially, it has its rewards. Um, Travel-wise, it's awesome. You, I got to do really cool stuff. But, um, you know, again, and it's also afforded me the luxury to be able to go and do other stuff. And just because of the, you know, the past that I have, yeah. um, kind of, like, opened some doors that really would not have been opened. So, really, I mean, what... You know, did I have a 20-year career? No. But, man, I think the career I had, I really made the most out of. So, uh, that's It's still your career. It's not like you don't have yeah. it anymore. Oh, yeah. It's still yours oh, exactly. you yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah, again, we're not ruling anything out, but I'm just saying, you know, like from this point, looking backwards, you know, not, not future-wise. But, uh, but um, yeah, just like really, it's been an awesome, awesome thing. That's amazing. Nice. I was going to ask you, so, so you've – Definitely with all the impersonations and playing all these different characters. But I, I found a video from 2003 at Vengeance where you were the Easter Bunny <laughs> in the APA bar brawl. Is that true? That is very true. I was in OBW for about two weeks. I get called in Danny Davis's office, and he said, you're going to, I think it was Colorado somewhere. Um, you're going to be the Easter Bunny. I went, huh? And then I was being thrown through a window and on a plane back to Louisville. So that was, it was cool, you know. Did you enjoy that experience? Were you like, oh, I worked so hard you know to what? get I, here, I and they just going to put I me in I don't work well in, in fursuits. 
<laughs> I learned that I'm not a Furby. Is that what you call them? Right? The, the people that dress up. And, oh, yeah. Furby. I don't I'm think it's Furby, not, but it's so. something like that. <laughs> furry, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, man, like, so, yeah. the name Sandow, you got that from Eugene Sandow. Is that right? Like, he's, the, he's like Absolutely. the father of bodybuilding. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, not Eugene Sandow. I got it from Billy Sandow, uh, oh. the gold of the old promoter. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Sandow, the guy that the uh, Mr. Olympia trophies are, are no, fashioned after. No, no, that was from Billy Sandow. Wow. Yeah. My bad. I thought we talked about yeah. that before. Um, tell me Billy. Tell me about Billy. Since I well, don't know I who that is. He's one of the most influential <laughs> promoters, um, you know, in the, uh, really, at the turn of the century in the business. And, um... You know, again, I wish I had some kind of cool story, but I just remember, you know, oh, you're going to come up with a new name. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, Sandow sounds kind of cool. Bam. And, like, that was it. And, you know, I'm also a firm believer. Like, when I got to Impact, it was all this debate about what are you going to be, what are you going to be. Yeah. And I'm like, look, man, the person makes the name. That's right. Not the other way around. Yes. Like, Muhammad Ali was known as Cassius Clay. He decided mm-hmm. to change his name. And guess what? No one's calling him Cassius Clay now, you know? Um you can call someone whatever you want. It's on the individual to make that name what it is. His mama named him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Clay. <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> Why every time we talk about boxing? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, so. I, I also, while I was doing research, I found out you've been in Kung Fu. You did Kung Fu from the time you were five till you were 16, and then you went off to go to Killer Yeah, gym yeah it was um, – yeah, it was, and you know, and it did help me. It's funny. I used to be able to do the splits and do all this crazy stuff when I started wrestling. I never stretched, and um, it. I got to a point where I couldn't even get remotely close to uh, be as flexible as I was. However, my warm-up routine remained the same, and then I did not have one. I just, you know, <laughs> turn the switch on when they hear your music, go to the ring, and then worry about everything else afterwards. Yeah. So. <laughs> Was there a reason you chose Kung Fu and not, like, Little League or football or just, like, normal well, karate? No, I mean, I, I played football as a kid and stuff, um, but it was um, when I was looking to, you know, do some kind of a martial art, the Kung Fu was it was pretty close to um, where I was living at the time, and um, it just kind of worked out, and it was awesome. So. Did you watch Kung Fu Theater on Sunday mornings? Is that, oh, is that of course, why? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think it was on Saturday right that, but, oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. I was going to say, is that, is that what got you yeah. into it also? Yep. That's like an American thing. It oh, yeah. We're going to have Sundays to do another show about that. That's like a, yeah. Oh, I had John Morrison on uh, uh, recently, and we, we got all into that, all off into the weeds about the, fight, movie the fights and all that. Yeah, <laughs> Chinese opera school oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jackie Chan and everything. Yeah, yeah, man, we got all into that. It was fun. Wish you could have been mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> so yeah. you've had several different tag partners over the years. What was it like doing the Rhodes Scholars thing with Cody Rhodes, and how much did you learn from him, him being a, a second-generation superstar and everything, just that whole experience with Cody as a tag partner? Uh, you know what? Cody and I, we definitely clicked. Uh, when we got together, we were supposed to be, you know, a wrestling heel tag team. Um, you know, the closest equivalent I can make is like a Midnight Express-type tag team. And then like, we just kind of evolved into this, um, you know, what Road Scholars was, which was, uh, I mean, we re- definitely wrestled some matches, and we had some really good matches, but we were also extremely entertaining as a tag team. And, um, you know, we did that thing where we split on TV, and, like, we started hugging each other, and two weeks later, we're back together teaming, 
which we said, you know, back by popular demand, this is a Rhodes Scholar reunion tour. By that point, we had turned into literally a parody of ourselves, <laughs> which was just fun. I mean, I had a blast with them. Did you wish they would have put the tag titles on you guys? Uh, you know what? It, like, to me, okay, and yes, titles, they do mean something. But I would much rather have gotten the responses we had gotten and had the good TV that we made. Um, and yes, the titles would have been nice, but if it was like sacrifice that to just go and be the champions and have, you know, regular title matches, absolutely not. Because, I mean, the funny thing, like, I don't even really think about road scholars that much, and neither does Cody, but we'll text each other occasionally. Like, I mean, fans remember that, and I have no idea why, but, you know, hey, great. I think it's because it was entertaining. That's why. Yeah, and we do. We joke about it all the time. So... That was amazing. What else you got, Jimbo? Jimbo's the super fan. He has all the super. Uh, I have all the conversational stuff, and Jimbo uh, hits you with the super fan stuff. I'm that super Mark right here. I uh, guess that. Yeah, you feel like I see uh, the Wikipedia feed. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Wikipedia feed's pretty Although long, this stuff, too. I don't even know if it's on my Wikipedia. I don't, you know, oh, it's I very extensive. Have you enjoyed doing this stuff with Up, Up, Down, Down, and Xavier Woods and the Sizzle character? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And I want to know. Well, so, talk about. But I'm, I'm, I want to know so, what that is, Jimbo. You can't just like. You want to know the rhyme? Yeah. So, come on, man. What so, the up, f- up, okay. down, down is the video game show Xavier Woods has, okay. and he has superstars on to come play video games. Uh, Sizzle is Damian Sandow's character that he just hangs out and pretty much does like rapping, rhyming commentary <laughs> while these people play video games. Yeah, it's really um, entertaining. Okay, right. <laughs> well, but I, yeah, it sounds like it, but I had no idea, I'm sorry. man. Now Thanks. you know. Now okay. I know. Now you um, know. Like, straight up, I'll I'll let you into my personal life a little bit. I don't know how I can do this. For some reason, I can. Um, I can, once I get into my zone, quote-unquote, mentally, um, and I don't mean that this isn't chemically altered. I mean just once I'm I'm, I'm feeling my vibe, so to speak. Right. I can rhyme words that I normally could not. Uh, I I just, it's it's like a little switch there. Um, I'm just trying to get my my uh, sizzle going so to speak so but you're not really sure what is the primer what is the primer i don't don't know how i do it honestly i I just kind of like you just don't want to share it with us don't lie i think he's trying to get into the zone right now you don't want to you don't want to give us any of your trade secrets no no no. if if i knew how i could do it (laughs) i could channel it and probably be rich but i don't know it was like it was time when up, up, down, down. I was the sizzle character. It was simply time to do it there, and that's how it came. And, and there is no other way I can describe it. But that I mean, and you can ask anyone from the show that like, it would just happen. Do you like, have, I, Aaron? Do you have any other characters in there we haven't seen yet? I don't know, Sean. I have no idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because, like, you know, out in LA, obviously, like, okay, yes, of course, I'll take acting classes. You know, fairly decent school. Like these people, okay. Like all this depends on a character on a character, and I was trying to do that, and then eventually it was just like, no, wait a minute. You just you either make your choices on this character and you let it rip, and if it works, it is a hundred percent you, and it's not a character; it's an extension of you. Commitment. And if it doesn't work, then guess what? No amount of acting training in the world could make it authentic because you just weren't meant to play that part. Mm. You know, and a lot of it has to do with perception to casting directors and stuff, but. You know, again, I just tend to be, and I, I don't want to 
take this to Rip Rogers levels, but as a performer, I don't know if you just call it eccentric or whatever. Um, I don't want a part that I'm going to have to look at and watch uh, and say, you know what, I I was acting. You know, that's not me. Yeah. I want a part that I can actually become. And and that's kind of like you know with acting, I think that's a trick. That's what makes a really good actor. I was going to say, don't you don't you think that's where where all the the best ones uh, how how it works for them? I, I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know there's some that can just put they can just you know dive into any any role and and. and it seems like knocking out of the park, but I mean, I, who knows what goes into it for them? But I mean, exactly. And you know, I think it's an individual thing. You know? Yeah. Wow, man. So, well, when you guys are yeah. backstage shooting these up, up, down, down segments, what is the reaction from other people involved in WWE? Are they super pissed that you guys are back there playing video games when you should be focusing on your matches? Are they like, man, why didn't I get invited to come play video games? <laughs> I love video games. I mean, I, so what I remember was an open door policy, and. Uh, if they were really upset about it, you know, I don't think they would uh, have the success that they do today. Because I think the show's still going on, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got over a million well, followers. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, subscribers. What? They they got over a million? Yeah. What? How does that work? Is that on like PlayStation Network or no, something? No, it's on YouTube. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So you just watch Xavier Woods and whoever play video games and congratulate yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, I actually remember before, so what happens, they actually partnered up with WWE, yeah. and I'm friends with Xavier, and he was talking about it before it became, like, this big thing, and he told me this idea, and I'm like, it sounds great, and he, at that time he had just, you know, maybe a couple thousand followers, right. and then, like, it's been three months, it just blew up, and you can find it on YouTube, you can see, like, pretty much all the WWE stars playing um, video games, sometimes they play, like, Twister and some like stuff yeah. like, yeah. yeah, it's it's really really funny. As far as as far as Xavier goes, hey, you were down there in Florida with him, man. What a brilliant guy! Just I yeah. mean, he can't, he had so many uh, excellent concepts and ideas. He came up for himself, and I mean, even for others that I remember. And uh, yeah, and I mean, and they were all. I thought they were really good. I don't know, like obviously, they they found the one that that worked yeah. though, eventually. Yeah. And, and it's good for him because uh, never he, gave up. Yeah. Never gave up. Yeah, man. never gave up, and, and just had like you know he was there. He was on a contract. He was doing well, but he never really got his like shot. He was on TV a couple times, I think, with like Ronnie or someone. And um, but well, I mean, when this New Day thing happened, it was just uh, good and good for them. I'm, I honestly, all three of those guys, um, I, I don't have a bad thing to say about them, and I'm just so happy for yeah. everything they've done. And so. it's great to see Big E because you know. Big E was in FCW for like four years. He was down there, you know. Yeah, and the thing about him though, with, with Big E, you know, and, and there's they they sign guys like, oh, this guy's a football player, this guy's a powerlifter. Yeah, he was a powerlifter, but and, and I, I when I got in the ring with him and like putting matches together with him, I've never seen anyone you know that wasn't a quote unquote wrestler just say, you know, you know what, this is what I do now just immersed himself in it right. and a student of the game. And, um, you know, again, as big and as strong as he is, the, the man is entertaining. Yes, he uh, is. He's just, he's awesome. And, and you know, and that, all three of those guys, you know, really, I mean, you, you can't knock them. Well, I mean, and, and the, at first, I remember, well, I don't know. That, that's a different show, yeah. man, talking about New Day. This is yeah. the Aaron Stevens show today, <laughs> man. Howard, do you want to talk about or show real quick that tweet that Big E put out the couple, a couple of days oh, ago. Oh, you can talk about that. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I agree 100% on all that. I love. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to know so in that 
in that infamous promo that you're talking about where you got to go out on Raw and be yourself, you mentioned that someone mm-hmm. backstage told you you weren't entertaining, and that's why you really embraced going out and doing all these impressions and became, some might say, too entertaining. Do you want to share? Well, that was a, when I was told I wasn't entertaining. That was again before I'd even gotten called up to the main roster. So, oh really? Um, that was like way before. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of stuff that happened between then. So yeah, that really yeah. Because the way the way it sounded in the promo was like, oh, you're not entertaining. You're like, oh, well, watch me go be entertaining. And then you mm-hmm. did all these amazing impressions and got super over, it and everyone loved it. So that's why I wanted to mm-hmm. ask. Um, yeah, but you, you, like, like yeah, and then that was just yeah, it was just kind of what it was. So. So you said earlier, like, you were just bored when you were supposed to be Ms. Ms. Stump Double and you just decided to, mm-hmm. to take a bump or fall. What was the reaction when you went back through the curtain for that? Were they like, hey, don't do that? Or, like, that was kind of funny, do more of that? And I remember with Tyson it? Kidd, of all people, uh, who's, a, who's a good buddy of mine uh, and an, an awesome guy, he, he goes, did you just put the figure four on the Invisible Man when Ms. did? I go, Yep. He goes, that was the greatest thing I've seen on the show in a long time. And I just said, well, you know what? Watch next week. <laughs> and that's when I think I did the thing. I fell down. And then um, after a couple of weeks, like Vince, um, he was like, well, I uh, noticed you're mimicking Miz. I go, yep. Do whatever you want. If it gets too overboard, I'll pull you back. And then I just went, okay. Wow, that's and a nice thing to hear from the boss. So that was it, yeah. Wow. So, you know, yeah, that was, you know, and again, obviously if it's not for Vince, nothing goes on the show, but he greenlit that whole thing and just said, just go. Just kind of turn me loose and said, whatever. So that was, and and that is to his credit. So he gets a producer credit for that one. (laughs) Speaking of of Vince and like, okay, you're, the dynamic between your your relationship with him, I'm not sure how tight or, or whatever you guys were, but I, here's the thing, man. When I would come back through the curtain, Aaron, mm-hmm. the first thing I would do was look to Vince for that thumbs up, man. If I didn't get that from mm-hmm. him, man, it would crush me. I mean, it shouldn't be like that, but that's that's how much that meant. The the you know his uh, proof. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know what? I, again, you know how much has changed between now and then. Um, he's definitely given me thumbs up before. Um, really, it hasn't been too much negative with him, but. Look, and, and the, the man runs a multi-million dollar, billion-dollar company. You know, he he's worried about stocks. He's worried about. I mean, yes. all this. I mean, he's he's also you know got his family there. He's got grandkids. There's there's so many things on the guy's mind. Um, I don't need to go like a little you know, and and, and not that it was a different time when you were there, Sean. You know, um, but I mean that's just because, my personality type and 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 how I you know how I was and how I needed that kind of approval. Like it was, it's, yeah. it's a it, it's a it speaks to me and like where I was mentally. Not, I don't think not, you're the only one that yeah. had that feeling. Though. But but the thing is, of course, you know, it, it's in all of our nature when we come back, we want the boss to say good job. And you know what? Like if you look at it like that, Sean, right there. Yeah. If, if you're working at McDonald's, you know, and your boss says, "Hey," and this is. This is just is what it is, whether it's McDonald's, whether it is, uh, you know, you're a stockbroker and your boss says, hey, man, good job. That's going to make you feel good, right? Yeah. And I think because of the, the, the closeness that, you know, we all travel together and we're all because there is it, there is a camaraderie. Um, and I don't like military. I guess it's it's similar. 
Um, but and, and you know, if you played sports too, or you know, if you're sure. on a sports team, yeah. it, it, it's not even you cannot even a, compare a sports team to what we do. You know, in cars with each other. I mean, we're around each other all the time. Yeah, more than we're more than with our own families. That's that's part of the yeah. thing, man. We touch we touch yeah. other and, other our, our colleagues more than we touch our own wife a lot of the time. Wow, yeah, crazy to think. Yeah, I mean that's. That's like, that's really, yeah, again, you can't duplicate that. So, yes, of course, hey, you know, boss, good job. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely something you want. But, um, again, to me, I had just kind of reached a point to where um, I'm like, you know what, the fans will tell me if it's good or not. If Vince wants something tweaked or changed or voice his opinion, um, he knows where to find me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, so that, he, that, that was just my philosophy. And you know what? Maybe I should have gone to him more. Maybe, you know, maybe that was my mistake. But I was just so, like, I, I tried to be so in tune with the people that when I got back from the curtain, I was just like, okay. Like, I, I really soaked in every minute of it. And, yeah. You know, their applause or their boos uh, or, the, you know, their reaction yeah. really meant that much to me that I, I would have to calm down. The, the gorilla? After, after performing. The, yeah. The gorilla position? Looks a lot mm-hmm. different when I worked there than it does now. It's like a condo now. You can live in that freaking freaking thing now. Well, and that's the thing too. And Vince you know, is way in the back when you walk through the curtain. So it's not like when I used to come through the curtain and Vince would be yeah. right there staring at you. you yeah, know? And exactly. if you didn't like what you did, he just put his head down. Where he sits now, or at least when I was there, um, you know, yeah, you, you have to actually go out of your way for eye contact, whereas as before, because I'm familiar with the way it was before. You almost had to have some interaction with him, you know. Yep. So, is yeah. he the kind of boss where if you don't get the thumbs up, you know you screwed up, or he just doesn't hand out thumbs up that often to where you had to go like well, thing is, above think, and beyond to get that? He's probably worried about timing of the show, and Lord knows what else is going on from the production level and pre-takes and approving stuff. I mean, the guy's got other things on his mind. So, like to me, uh, and again, Raw has evolved too because when you were there, Sean, right? It was it was taped a lot, right? We would tape every other show uh, quite often, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, it wasn't as um, as busy, I guess, right? Would you say That's that? That's right, or? yeah. Well, when you're yeah. not live, then, man, it's, yeah, when you're not live, you know, the, you know the difference between a live day and a tape day, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, but how about this, man? On the live day, everything usually ends up going off as it's supposed to. On a tape day, that's when, it, when, when you can, that's when shit gets screwed up. Mm-mm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, all the time, man. Exactly. Oh yeah, like entrances will get botched or music or something, but it just never seems to happen mm-hmm. when we're live. And they just cut that out yeah. of yeah, the of show. Of like course. they're not like stop, back in, do it again. No, yeah, they do it again. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. man, yeah. what is the crowd like? How does the crowd react to that? Yeah. They're just like, oh, okay. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know, man. They just, I. That's a different story. I. Sorry, man. Again, I'm going off into the weeds here, Aaron. Hey, man, we've kept you. We've kept you over an hour so far, man. Um, and oh, no, it's all good. Man. I, I had a blast. So. I'm so grateful that, like, I'm so grateful for anyone that that gives us their time and you know shares it with everyone. Uh, oh, man, uh, no, when you uh, when you text me, I was like, yeah, of course, man. Uh, you know, I'm a little more selective, obviously, these days. But yeah, I mean, you, I, I was I was pumped when you called me, man. Oh man, I was so because the Jimbo will tell you, like, since since 
since you left WWE, I've been like, oh my god, man, I want to talk to, I want to talk to, oh, yeah. you know, Sandow. Excited. Yeah. Oh, cool, I just didn't that know how to get a hold. I didn't know how to get a hold of you because I go through so many phones. You had my number. I couldn't get a hold of you until you texted me the other, like the other week. Yeah, because so. I, I did. I texted you. I saw a picture of you, and you were like. Ready for the Olympia. And I'm shredded. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm shredded, man. That's what happens yeah. when you don't eat food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. When you eat the correct food. Yeah, no. When you're on that bulletproof diet. Yeah. Hey, man, is there anything that you want to uh, let the people know before we let you out of here, man? No, you know, if anything, like I, I already, uh, you know, plugged the Ali Center. So, yeah. bing, bing, thank you for that. Let's do that um, again. No, the... You know what? Honestly, like sincerely, um, and this is Aaron talking, um, Thank you all so much for giving me the career you've given me. Uh, had it not been for the reactions you guys gave me, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have stayed in it as long as I did. Uh, and I'm not retired yet. I'm not done. There's just other things in life that have come up. And, um, you know, I, no door is closed uh, as far as I'm concerned. But, um, you know, I, I just want to, like I said, uh, express my gratitude for just the fans for making my career uh, as unique of a career as it was. So, Sure. So definitely, so people can check out alleycenter.org. Uh, yep. yep. And then yep. where can they find you on social media? Um, it's great. If you're ever in the Louisville area, you should definitely go check it out. Um, and yeah, that's it. Just thank, uh, thank you guys for having me. And what about what about where to find you on social media or anything like that? Uh, my Twitter, I, I had an Instagram, which uh, was actually uh, just disappeared. So I, I'm debating whether or not to... Um, you know, re-up that. And, Probably um, should. Uh, my Twitter is Aaron's Thoughts. That's A-R-O-N-S Thoughts. So, yeah. Nice. Thank well, you that, so much. Yeah, yeah thank man. You. Thank you so much. And please, hey, uh, when you when you get back out here uh, this week, well, I'm going to be gone this weekend, but when uh, let's get together, man. I'd really love to see you, man. Absolutely. I'll be Absolutely, at PWG man. this weekend if you want to come hang out. We can get together and not eat food. How's that? How about that? Yeah, let's go, let's go not work out and not eat. I love it. All right, yeah. all right, man. Thank you awesome. so so much, Aaron, Aaron Stevens. Everyone, yeah. Thank you very Damian much. Sandow. Thank Hell yeah. The intellectual savior. Talk to you later, bro. All right. Thank you, man. You got it, man. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. No thank problem. you for helping Sean. me out with that. that was great. We jumped around a little bit. That's, yeah. that's fine. But, yeah, yeah no. I'm show. fine. Yeah. It's a complete 360. Yes. And, uh, Ooh, like that. I, to talk about, you know, like I was saying, man, can you get a, can, have you ever heard somebody with a better attitude than that? No. So positive. He's up yes. there on, like, the DDP level. Yeah. Do you know, if I had that attitude, yeah. oh, my God, that attitude would have saved me so much trouble. Ugh, anyways. I loved when he said, take everything for what it is and not what you want it to yeah, be. Yeah, a lot of That's quotables A lot there. of really good, like, life Nuggets. mantras yeah. to right. have. So, Thank you so much yeah. for your wisdom. Yeah, man. So do we even need to, you know, take a break and come back? Or, I uh, mean... One minor I mean, break, maybe. You yeah. Want, you want what do you think, yeah. Josh? Should we take a break or, or what? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's yeah. give Maria a little bit of We're going to take here. a break, and then we come back, we'll close well, the show. Sounds, sounds good. good. We'll talk about what's going on next week. Fabulous. Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. All right, we're back here on X-Pac 12360. Yeah, that was a good interview with so good. Sandow, Aaron Stevens. 
definitely. I, you know, I can't remember actually, and I, I should have asked him this. Like, what what was it that that I used to actually call him? I think it was just Sandow because that's, you know, in, like in wrestling, Something a lot names. of times we just say our work names. Yeah, because that's know? what I asked you. Is like, what do you want? What do you want to call him? He's like, well, I don't know. I don't even know what he calls me. It's like, we okay. don't. Yeah, we don't even know like what somebody's real name is a lot of the time. You know, so. My friends all call me kiddo. Really? Most of them. It's, I was going to say, you could see at what part of your life people uh, somebody knew knows you from. from. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, people call you kid, or they call you Pac, or I have the pleasure of calling you Sean. Well, and then, <laughs> but, then, but then there's the occasional person that doesn't know me that well that thinks they can call me kid. Really? Oh. Yeah. I was a WCW fan. I know you as six. That's cool. <laughs> have, you but, ever, have you ever got Mr. Pac before? Um, no, I don't really get Mr. Anything, <laughs> but yeah. I know. What, what is your reaction when those people are like, hey, kid, and you're like, yeah, I don't know you. I'm like, yeah, you don't know me well enough to call me that. Yeah. So, I mean, anyways. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, picture. Right. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, you brought up Big E while we were talking to Sandow, and I guess uh, Big E's going to be in town marrying some people this yeah, week, Yeah, it huh? was so funny. I saw it uh, pop up on my uh my social media and he said I thought it was a joke I don't know if you saw it he said that he's gonna be he's now officiating weddings and if so, you wanna bring positivity to yeah, your wedding so he's pos- an ordained minister now yeah he got it online oh okay one of those yes. church of the open door or something church, like that yeah his father's a minister or a reverend I believe yeah I believe oh, okay. he comes from a church background but yeah. he got it online and he just put out like anybody who wants you know me to marry them I have some time off email he put the email address and all this other stuff and then you know i thought it was like a joke and then wwe posted it on their website you know asking him questions about it and he's like yeah i'm ordained i'll be in la for a week to do it and oh my it. god i can imagine he's gonna get hit up for, for quite a few people oh, yeah. right like, they, some the, people might just, just get decide to get married just <laughs> so he can marry <laughs> i mean what? that would be fun that's fun why not that's something fun. i don't know <laughs> We're not yet. Maybe the next 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 week we'll, okay. we'll see. Right. <laughs> um where where can people see or where are you gonna be? I'm gonna so, be uh, April twenty second. That April twenty seconds. The- Icons of wrestling in Philly. At the ECW former ECW arena, twenty three hundred oh, wow. arena. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll be there with I'm pretty sure it's Scott Kevin and Eric Bischoff. Oh nice. Okay. I know, yeah. like, two of the three of those yeah, guys will yeah. be there. I knew it was some of the NWO <laughs> yeah. pack, but not all of them. Yeah, and uh, guys uh, from Two Man Power Trip are bringing me in for that. Nice. You know those guys? Or, you know, the, the I, show, I, the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've been watching some of their stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Also, you'll be at the Cow Palace May 2nd, not in a tag team match, but in a rumble. It's May cool. 6th. I'm I was going to say May, May 2nd? Oh, no. no. May 2nd's my birthday. Oh. <laughs> May 6th. That's what I meant to say. So Fast and Furious for your birthday. Yeah. Together. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's The Rock's birthday, Meet too. Meet you there. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to buy the Xbox 12360 shirts at Sean's Pro Wrestling Tees shop. How's that? Pro Wrestling Tees slash... Or, Xbox 12360. Or Xbox. It's not Sean Waltman? Come on, man. We got to give him the right info. I don't know my, uh, my own... Store I just handle. know you go to Pro Wrestling Tees and you're like right there on the oh, front okay. page. Am I? I think so, yeah. Wow, I must be selling a lot of shirts then. You're a legend, man. Oh my God. This is very true. <laughs> All right, enough of this. <laughs> uh, I'll be at PWG this weekend. Find me on Twitter at Jimbo in the booth. Nice. TK? And what about you, TK? Wow. Um, I'll just be working out this weekend. You can find me on the track. 
Can we find you on social media anywhere? You can find me on social media at TK Trinidad on everything. Just the letter T, the letter K, Trinidad. At, at, listen, okay, at TK Trinidad on everything. On everything. .com. <laughs> All right, everyone. Wait, where can they find you, just in Who case cares? they don't know? <laughs> they know. At the Real X Pocket, and that's pretty much it. Because we'll I see. talk about an Instagram that I never go on anyway, We're so beef up piss your Instagram. On it. Okay. Yes, that's the goal. All right. <laughs> Love you guys. See you next week. See you next right. week right here on X Pac 12360. Ciao, guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, Kevin Undergaro, show producer Jimbo Frank, managing editor of Afterbuzz Wrestling, Christy Olson, and managing producer of Afterbuzz Wrestling, Mark Bidonica, and the entire X Pac 12360 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Feel free to like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow XPOC on Twitter at TheRealXPOC and email us at XPOC12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!